The staggering cost of tool theft in the UK is revealed for the first time. The bosses of one of the nation's biggest electrical contracting firms like the company so much, they've just gone and bought it. And the 10 annoying habits of customers that make electricians pull their hair out. Welcome to Electrical News Weekly in association with Schneider Electric. Whether you're listening in the van, on site, down at the wholesale counter, or if you're a designer and you've made it safely to your desk, wherever you are, I hope your week is off to a great start. I'm Joe Robinson and I've been through the best of the electrical industry news to save you the trouble. And as always, don't forget to listen out for the two words I've been trying to slip into today's show. Comment below or tag us on social media if you think you've spotted them and stay tuned to the end of the show to see who won from last week. And of course, if you've got a story you'd like to feature in the news, then please click the link in the show notes for more information on how to do so. A new study shows that in the last two years alone, the amount of tools stolen from contractors in the UK has topped £100 million. There have been almost 59,000 robberies in that time period. That's an average of 81 thefts every single day. Property management firm Help Me Fix, who conducted the research, have come up with tips to prevent tool theft. They advise that, if possible, park your van against a wall or other obstruction to make it more difficult for thieves to get in. Get your tools insured and mark them with indelible ink to show that they're yours. Consider putting trackers like Apple AirTags on the most expensive items, which might help you get them back if they're stolen. Where you park your electric vehicle is also very important, according to research from Delta EE. It reckons 42% of drivers are missing out on the best charging rates. Drivers should use a dedicated home charging point, which gives them access to smart charging. You can also make the cost of driving an EV cheaper by using a time-of-use tariff, which means you pay less when charging overnight. In a survey of eight countries, fewer than half of EV drivers were using this trick. One home charger you could use for overnight savings is the Juice Charger. It has just won an award for sustainability from the people at Green Good Design. The Juice is a plug-and-play wall box which automatically starts charging any car that meets the ISO 15118 standard. The award recognises original designs which promote sustainability, recycling and energy conservation. To make the switch to driving an EV even more cost-effective, Octopus Electric Vehicles are running an all-in-one programme to help workers afford the change. Over 1,500 companies have joined what's called a salary sacrifice scheme. It's been so successful that the team working on the scheme have had to hire over 100 staff in the last year to keep up. The plan gives employees access to a brand new electric car and lets them pay for it from their gross salary rather than take-home pay. This means they save thousands of pounds on national insurance and income tax. The company also gives people a free charge point at home and the scheme includes servicing and breakdown cover through the AA. It's not just individual people making the switch to electric of course, the company Tarmac has just bought the first electric concrete mixer truck in the UK. They are working with Renault and Total Vehicle Solutions, hoping to create a new generation of mixers to use all across their work. The company have also committed to upgrade all 2000 corporate cars and vans to electric by 2030. Tarmac says the new mixer is a big practical step along the way to their goal of cutting down on emissions. Also mixing it up in the corporate world are the managers of one of the country's biggest electrical contracting businesses. The bosses of Gloucestershire-based Clarkson Evans have just bought the operation from current owner Steve Evans in a management buyout. The company is a specialist in the new build housing sector and it wires up around 24,000 homes every year. More recently, it's been focused on installing EV charging points, solar panels and air source heat pumps. 
At this point in the show, we like to give a shout out to one of our social media followers. And this week, it's Jack.the.electrician, or Sparky Jack, who's producing some excellent work and electrical content. Not only does he own a business in the UK, Hogan Electrical, but he's currently posting from Australia, where he's involved in some inspirational electrical installation work from high-end residential to big commercial projects. So why not check out his posts and give him a follow? At the very least, it's nice to see some sunshine in your feed. Now, did you know that the skybox that sits under your telly could be costing you £70 a year, even when it isn't being used? That's because in standby mode, it consumes around 30 watts. Because it slowly and quietly sucks energy away for no gain, this type of kit is known as a vampire appliance. It's estimated that almost a quarter of household energy is used by phone chargers, set-top boxes, monitors, printers, and games consoles that are just sitting idle. But with energy prices soaring, one company has decided that enough is enough. Knightsbridge thinks that it has come up with a solution. The firm has developed a range of smart sockets which show when power is being used and can be controlled to turn off when no one is around. There are two 13 amp two gang smart switch sockets that can be controlled remotely or by voice. The sockets have a power monitoring function that displays energy use in kilowatt hours and a green LED that indicates which gang is in use. The range also includes a 16 amp smart plug adapter, a 10 amp three gang smart extension lead with USB chargers and smart motion and entry sensors to help extend the smart capability of the home. You can use an app to set timers, schedules, scenes and even set up the devices so they only act activate when the occupants get home. You can even issue instructions to either Alexa or Google Assistant to turn on or off the connected appliances. Another way to save a lot of energy in your home, of course, is to switch to heat pumps. And this month, controlling them is set to become a whole lot easier. That's because Schneider has teamed up with Panasonic to make it easier to control heat pumps. The companies have announced that the wiser range of kit from Schneider will now work seamlessly with Panasonic's Aquaria air source heat pump. The wiser range also integrates with Aquaria's smart cloud and service cloud apps, so homeowners can regulate their heating room by room. They can monitor and adjust the heating using a smartphone or tablet. It also allows them to manage their energy consumption through intelligent automation, making homes more energy efficient as well as lowering their bills. And speaking of Schneider Electric, we're just going to pause the podcast for a moment to say a big thank you to them for supporting today's show. If you're involved in electrical work at any level, then you've almost definitely used Schneider products at some stage in your career. I know when I was doing design work, we used to specify their distribution gear all the time from switch panels down to consumer units as we knew we could access their information easily and they'd always have a solution to whatever design challenges we were facing. On top of great quality products, Schneider are also focused on energy efficiency and sustainability, which is extremely important at this time. So thanks again to Schneider Electric for making this week's podcast possible. Okay. On with the show. If you want to get into the booming heat pump game, you could do a lot worse than pay a visit to Napit's new centre for low carbon technologies in Mansfield. It has just opened its doors to electrical contractors wanting to learn about installing heat pumps as well as other low carbon technologies. The centre will offer courses on the installation of solar PV panels, heat pumps, energy storage and electric vehicle charging equipment. The centre includes real life work scenarios and you'll get an industry recognised qualification on completion. And if you've never had the chance to visit Napit headquarters, it really is worth a visit. It's a beautiful old mill type building in a lovely valley. Looks like the kind of place you'd expect children still to be playing hopscotch in the street. Anyway, I've popped the link to the centre in the show notes. 
The move to heat pumps may be creating opportunities for many, but it's also proving a headache for some people. Yes, spare a thought for those running our power supply. All this new electric stuff is putting the network under intense pressure. For instance, Western Power Distribution, the operator for much of Wales, is projecting that it will have to cope with over 600,000 heat pumps on its patch in the coming years. To create the power capacity necessary, it's spending £7 million on larger cables and new substations. The move is being replicated across the country as we prepare for a low carbon future. Also being urged to prepare for a low carbon future is the nation's schools and colleges. The rising cost of energy and inflation means that now is the time to invest in energy efficiency and specifically upgrades to LED lighting. That's the message from retrofit energy specialist Energis Group. The company is urging business managers in maintained schools and colleges to reap the cost efficiencies that upgrades to LED lighting can offer. It says it's the easiest way to save money and cut carbon. To support schools, the company has announced a multi-million pound energy efficiency fund for maintained schools. Under the plan, no upfront payment is needed. Schools simply pay monthly from their energy savings. The company says the plan will help schools weather the current cost of living crisis. I've popped a link to more info in the show notes. Now, the cost of living crisis forced one electrician to turn to crime to make ends meet. Joseph Grayo used his electrical skills to set up a cannabis farm at his home in Bolton. He was so successful that when caught, 28 mature plants had been produced, but his plan came unstuck when he failed to pay his electricity bill and the power company got a warrant to enter the semi-detached house where they discovered the plants and called the police. Prosecutor David Farley told how the plants were being grown with the use of LED lights, a cooling fan, an extractor fan, and automatic watering system. Grayo said he'd been struggling financially and had heard of the possibility of growing cannabis from someone in a pub. He said he had no idea how he was going to sell it it was, he said, the last act of a desperate man. Grayo was given a suspended sentence and ordered to do 140 hours of unpaid work in the community. And finally, contractors have revealed the 10 things that annoy them most when they're out working in their own communities. Ironmongery Direct asked them what was the number one thing that really gets their goat. The answer, being watched while they work. They should try being a YouTuber. That is the most irritating behaviour by a mile cited by 41% of respondents. That's being watched while they work, not being a YouTuber. Meanwhile, one in six tradespeople get irked if customers don't offer them a brew. A third hate it when clients constantly check on their progress. Some 28% get exasperated when they get asked to do extra little jobs while you're here. Other things that give electricians a pain in the neck is homeowners who ask for a discount when the job is done, or who don't pay on time, or worse, give you suggestions or instructions on how to do your job, and others insist a job is urgent, when it isn't. And the absolute worst of the worst are those punters who aren't at home when you arrive so you can't start on the job. You sparkies out there having to put up with all that are the real heroes. So what would you add to the list? I personally had a nightmare of a time wiring up a community centre in an allotment once. I was specifically told to avoid damaging dahlia tubers that were lying dormant in the ground and one kind gardener with the dirtiest hands that I've ever seen made me a cup of coffee and somehow managed to dip his entire thumb into the mug as he served it to me. Needless to say some geraniums got a caffeine hit that day. Pop your pet hate in the comments, and for the best ones, we'll dig out an eFix goodie bag. We'll announce the winners next week. Coming up this week on our YouTube channel, Rick and Gary go fishing with interlocked industrial sockets from CNORM, find out if bad light will stop play with a new multifunction tester attachment from Matrell, keep your eyes peeled on the know-how page for a brand new fully accredited free training package to help you with your CPD on the hot topic of AFDDs, and of course we'll have the usual mix of shorts, Q&As and product reviews. If you think you know the words we've smuggled into today's show, 
pop your guess into the comments and we'll dig out a goodie bag prize to the first to get the right answers. Last week's words were crestfallen and kaleidoscope, with that second one being a monumental challenge to slip in, and clearly I wasn't as subtle as the previous week as several people got it right. But some honourable mentions first, Planet Cipher and JSK0176, who both spotted kaleidoscope but went wrong on the second word with basketball and hobnob, respectively. I just had to go back and actually check as I had no memory of saying basketball, but they're quite right, I did. Kathy Quinlan, who also suggested kaleidoscope and basketball, mostly my Mark III Mondeo, interesting username there, got crestfallen only, but people who guessed the words right included Chuchter, James Brown, who also has a brand new bag apparently, and Steve Eustace. So top work to you all. However, you were just just edged out by Stephen Carter, who found both and commented them separately. So Stephen, please click the link in the description below to claim your prize. Hopefully by the time this episode goes live, Joe 2.0 will be back from his holly bobs and can start shipping prizes again. Thanks for listening to this episode of Electrical News Weekly in association with Schneider Electric. Make sure you subscribe to receive the next update. Thanks for listening and until next time, have a great week. Stay safe out there and remember, there's no such thing as a torque calibrated arm.